The WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Well, good morning, everybody. A little, we're a little loud this morning. I, I shouldn't be so loud this early in the morning. You know, it's people. People are just waking up. That's kind of an alarm clock, isn't it? Well, after all, Mike, you are a radio man. I am something. I'm not sure what. I've been called many things. Radio well, man. I, I think radio you were a, a celebrity. Man. I had a little. Get together the other night, and Mike's celebrity. I was watching a celebrity. I was watching people gravitate toward him. No, no, they yeah. they all gravitate to you. Well, I had the food, and I'm not going to say the booze, but you got the power. <laughs> You're the man. That's but, what but, you are. But they, You're uh, the great one. Sometimes they are, are a little bit. I've, I've always noticed that radio people, when I've never met them in person, and all you ever heard is the voice, and then you meet them, you you have different emotions about what you expected from the voice behind they, they the don't, radio. They don't look like their voice. No, they don't. Isn't that Yeah, weird? there's a lot of disappointment usually, <laughs> that, <laughs> of which I care not. No, I don't think in your case. <laughs> oh, no. they just 71 year old man? Yeah. Oh, well. Well, I got you beat by 11 years. That's all right. Paul here's the That's <clears throat> impressive. That's right. Paul Paul's, Paul's the youngin. He's, the, young. he's the tadpole. <laughs> <laughs> Paul McKenzie of uh, the Vance and uh, Warren County Extension Service. Uh, Johnny was here last week. Nice. Well, I'm it's going to be And I think Mart was here the week before that. He was. Well, I I've had y'all three in a row. It's just going you know, the uh, they set the standard, and here I am to disappoint, I guess. No, no, definitely not. Three of the four. I'm Amanda Wilkins from uh, Lee County is scheduled sometime soon, so yeah. I don't think it's next week, but it may be. Well, <clears throat> she can correct all the wrong answers that me and Johnny and Mark gave. because. Uh, Wait, is that like the one time an 80-year-old woman came to me and she said, I want a divorce. I said, well, how— how long have you been married to this man? She said, I've been married to him for 61 years. And I said, well, why after all these years would you want a divorce from a man? She said, well, Mr. Edmondson, it's this way. Enough's enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess at some point it just just comes down to that. <laughs> well, that was what you're talking about, having all these uh, 
extension service people, maybe maybe enough's enough, but <clears throat> never enough of these guys because they are so good. And by the way, I saw, I, I, I stopped at an eating establishment this morning, and you talk about crepe murder. Mm. I almost couldn't eat my breakfast. Oh, God. <clears throat> yeah, I had, uh, I had, had uh, an email from somebody talking about that. She said there ought to be a campaign against it. I said, well, I guess in a sense, there has been. Uh, Tony Avent started it. Uh, many years ago he's the first person i ever heard say that yeah. and we've tried to right. talk about it here well the trouble is planting a, a something like a crepe myrtle in the beginning if somebody's a dumb dumb to put them up next to a a, a commercial building to, to crowd out things but i noticed they were cut down to the bone and about six inches worth of stub had come out and of course the cold weather just killed it and it just looked terrible. And I thought, my gosh, how much can we preach about not doing that foolishness? Yeah. But don't, don't, we, don't plant them in bad places to begin with. I I don't know. Do we have our Andrea Lane on the line? I don't know if she got through or not from the mountains. All right. I just texted her. So I think she was supposed to be on with us today from Mitchell County. And uh, I, I was thinking she may have the wrong number now. So... Uh, hopefully, hopefully we'll hear from Andrea. 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. Uh, at any rate, so ha- have you been doing anything with the Master Gardeners this winter? or, or y'all? What do you all do during the winter? I, I know some some uh, uh, of them write. I think she, uh, yeah. <laughs> Andrea's going to be with us here in a minute, I think. Well, at our, um, you know, Big demonstration garden at the Vance County Regional Farmers Markets. Um, there is some maintenance. Right? Yeah, there's some maintenance through the season. It slows down a little bit, but you know, there's kind of cleanup and mulching. And um, actually, the big project right now is um, we're getting ready to plant a couple of blueberries, blueberry bushes in the garden. What kind are you going to plant? A name variety, or uh, they're going to get? I don't know what cultivars they're going to get. Uh, I know that the rabbit eye type is what's recommended for Piedmont, North Carolina. Um, You know, there's this amazing guy, uh, Bill Klein, that works for NC State University. He is the uh, statewide and and perhaps the worldwide expert on, on blueberries. Uh, just just a treasure that we have somebody of that capability. And, 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 you know, that's kind of the story of extension is we get these folks that just have decades of experience around a specialty area, yeah. whether it's turf grass or lawns or vegetables or whatever, um, and that, uh, you know, they do workshops and trainings and produce, you know, definitive guides. And so that's what we've been looking at is, is Bill Klein's blueberry uh, instruction manual, basically. Um, for variety selection and soil preparation and all that. So, yeah. uh, on the pruning, <clears throat> I know, in, in like fruit trees, we like to clean out the middle. Does mm-hmm. that sort of uh, apply to blueberries? Yeah, blueberries. It's a. I think it's a little bit different, and I'm not an expert on it, but I think you kind of start at. I think what Bill Klein says is kind of start at the bottom, um, and take out some of the older stems. Um, is kind of how you approach it. Um, and rather than kind of trying to work down from the top, uh, you'll find, I think if you kind of look at the plant as a whole and go back to the base or the main trunk or whatever, and, and 
prune out uh, the older whole limbs, then that really accomplishes the same objective of opening up the middle as well. Yeah. Andrea Lane, by the way, is uh, with us. Uh, Andrea, <coughs> good morning. Uh, we, uh, I guess, had changed uh, one of our telephone numbers and left you out in the cold, as it were, up in Mitchell County. Oh, yeah. We apologize for that, and, and it's so great to hear from our uh, mountain correspondent, Andrea Lane. Good morning. Did I hear, is that Paul McKenzie in the background? Paul McKenzie is with us, and Paul is uh, was associated at one time with the Durham uh, Cooperative Extension Service uh, yeah. many years ago, um, and uh, of course now in in Warren and Vance counties. We were talking about, I was asking about what were the master gardeners doing this time of year, and there are a lot of things that they could be doing. They have a, a garden that they take care of and created in Henderson, and uh, he says that they're going to plant a couple of rabbit eye blueberry bushes. So, do blueberry yeah. bushes exist up in your county? Oh, they sure do. They're one of the, you know, grow well here kind of things. <laughs> yeah, well, that's great. I'm glad that they survived. Now, it's it's 33 degrees here in Raleigh. What is it uh, near up near Mount Mitchell there in Mitchell County? It is 33 degrees. Ah. No kidding! It's thirty three. <laughs> Boy, that's I a knew, warm spell. Because I, I knew you would ask. Isn't that Ooh. funny? Yeah, I'm, I'm always interested in the in the temperatures. That is yeah, that is um, especially because we're at thirty six hundred feet. So down in uh, down in town, which is about a thousand feet lower, it's often a few degrees warmer. Now Burnsville, I guess, is uh, is the closest. Is that the closest town to you, or the biggest town well, closest you know, to you? It's the biggest town. It's the um, it's the most happening town near me. It's the happening town. I hear you <laughs> know I hear that I've been I've read about Burnsville and and that that it is a yeah. uh, a growing growing town for festivals and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 There's <clears throat> on Burnsville. How far are you from Asheville? <laughs> I'm about sixty miles. From Asheville. You know we don't have a very good connection with uh, you know, for you. Probably me. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Uh, I'm going to call you back on a different phone, okay? All right. That's all right. fine. We'll we'll do that. All right. Um, 919-860-9783. <clears throat> 919-860-WPTF. So, Jason, she's going to call back just to see if she's going to change rooms or something. Maybe she's on the... Maybe she's on the mountain side of the. Yeah. <laughs> she needs. She needs to get on the valley side, of the of the place. So, how about the sunny side? Sunny side. <clears throat> Isn't that amazing though that uh, near at thirty six hundred feet in North Carolina we have the same temperature as we do in Raleigh. Well, I'm not even going to yeah. think about what it might be in Boone. If well, it's can... anywhere close to zero, it'll be that way in Boone. All right. Well, I'll uh, tell you here in a second. Ah. It's. Uh, um, let's see. I can tell you where it is in Grandfather Mountain. It's 21 at Grandfather Mountain. All right. I don't know about five degrees for that. You'll be about right with Boone. Well, Mike, even though it's cold, it's a good time to think about uh, turf weed control. How, how's that for a transition? Hmm. Um, what kind of turf? Well, any kind of turf. Uh, you know, because what we've got right now is the broadleaf weeds are already growing. The cool season broadleaf weeds, the the chickweed, the henbit, the dead nettle, uh, etc. 
they they're coming up they're growing um and you know folks that are used to waiting until maybe april to treat those you've waited too long um you kind of need to check your lawn right now and see if you got those uh those weeds coming up um some of them are probably even close or might have even already started blooming um and uh, as soon as we get you know if we get a little warm weekend uh when you can go out and treat those you'll be way ahead of the game if you can get if you can jump on that okay paul treatment what because um, I'm, I'm I'm game this afternoon. Yeah, before the game, before the game, which I'm going to. Well, by the way. You, I, I don't know what the, I think. It might be a little on the cool side to do it today. You probably, I think, probably most of the products are going to work best if it's you know 60 degrees or better. Um, and of course, the label will, will give you a temperature range. But um, any of your, I I call it a three way mixture, um, but. Uh, We'd be gone for Southern Lawns as an example. There's a Trimec. There's many different brands that are basically equivalent. Um, and if you read the fine print, you're just looking for something that's got a mix of the broadleaf weed control ingredients. Mm-hmm. That you know, if you look at the the front of the label where it says active ingredients, you're looking for three. <laughs> you know, you're looking for a broadleaf turf weed control product. Um, that's got a mix of three active ingredients, and that's going to give you, you know, the mm-hmm. best range of control for a variety of. Liquids. Is that granular and liquid? Can I would, I would probably favor a liquid treatment over a granular. I'd probably, you know, just for convenience, if if my lawn wasn't huge, I'd probably get uh, one of those products that comes uh, pre-mixed in a little attachment that you can right put on the end of a garden hose. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's a great way to make the application because there's no measuring, there's no mixing. It's just attach it to the spray, uh, to the to the hose, and then spray it out. Um, How about but, that? Yeah, but, you know, probably need a little bit warmer day, but um, this is the time of year when, when we need to be thinking about that. People think about it too late, mm-hmm. and then, you know, it just builds up. Each year it gets worse and worse. Right. It's 29, by the way, in Boone right now. Okay. So I said it'd be about five degrees warmer yeah. than. Yeah, it's 26 and at uh, Beach <clears throat> Mountain and 21 at Grandfather Mountain. But Grandfather Mountain is not is not higher than than Beach Mountain, so that's that's interesting. I guess it's all part of it is is the placement of uh, temperature gauge and the equipment. You know, so it's it's interesting to me. Probably only to me <laughs> and and meteorologists. I don't know. I'm not an amateur meteorologist like uh, the Logans, um, Josh Logan and his dad. They uh, That's what Josh said. That's what he wanted. That's what he went to NC State for. He got into oh, that yeah, program, right, and then yeah. he, uh, he said he took his first test, first exam, and he said everybody had left the room and finished the exam but him. <laughs> and he said he, he'd move on. Yeah. And he has excelled. I'm sure he would have in meteorology if he'd just given it a chance, but right. he uh, has certainly excelled in, in horticulture. Indeed. Yeah. yeah. So Andre Lane is back with us. And Andre, I was uh, looking, and, and uh, Beach Mountain is 26, and Grandfather Mountain is 21, and Boone is 29. So, okay, see? Yeah. Come to Mitchell County where it's warm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. 
what what do uh, what are the master gardeners and how is the master garden program doing in Mitchell County now? Well, we're small but mighty. How about that? Yeah, and and you helped help start that program. Yes, yes, for better or for worse. <laughs> what, what I mean, it couldn't be worse. It just it's got to be, you know, it's got to it be wonderful yes. because they they've got the extension agent there has got to be thrilled that he had somebody with oh, experience. He is. <laughs> he is. He's definitely thrilled. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, you and there's a there's six of us now, six master gardeners. Great. And uh, a nice a nice outcome of of having such a small team is that we've all become good friends. Yeah, I bet so. So, what are y'all doing right now? Uh, do you have any projects right this time of year, or this time of year we're 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 planning. We're actually getting together at the end of the month to um, uh, to plan the booth activities that we're going to. You know the places where we're going to have a table and answer questions, and uh, we're starting to work on a demonstration garden um, uh, that is, uh, you know, it's raised beds, but um, it's been used for various purposes over the last couple of years, not 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 for us. And this year we're we're getting it. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's good. Be our, yeah, our place to do a demonstration garden, and it's right downtown Bakersville along the Creek Walk. There's a park there, and it's at the back of the park, so it's a really good location, and uh, we're we're you know we're excited. There's we have a few people who just want to get their hands in the dirt, you know, and uh, and then you know a few people who like to go to the events and answer questions, and then we have one person who has a marketing background, and she's got us on Facebook. Um, so you know we're small, but you know we're doing it. Are you are, are you doing any? Uh, I, I, when I think of the mountains and gardens, I think of terracing. Y'all, have yes. y'all done any of that? Uh, we have not. Um, I, we do have one member though who um, she's a, a we call a market farmer, and she has a little place she calls the little half acre, and she calls it the little half acre that could because she is growing uh, produce, vegetables, and, and and strawberries and and small fruits for market takes them to the local farmer's market, uh, and her place is extremely steep. Um, so she has terraced that garden, and it's uh, very rocky and all of that, um, and she's built some raised beds. Uh, but, you know, she, it's amazing what she accomplishes on that little piece of land. Yeah. So it is doable, but it is also <clears throat> challenging. <laughs> what about rock gardens? I have a rock garden. Yeah. Um. Yeah, rock gardens, because we, we do have very rocky soil, and when I say rocky, I mean sometimes our rocks are like two by four feet. <laughs> but you don't want to, you have to be careful where you move the rocks, because you don't want to start a landslide, do you? Well, you don't, I don't move the rocks. I have, <laughs> the rocks are there. They're <laughs> holding up my driveway. Ah. So I have like an upper driveway and a lower driveway, and in between there's a rock wall. And that's where I have my rock garden. Rufus, did y'all have an upper and a lower driveway? One of, one of the biggest things about it was removing rocks from the fields. So when you mowed and plowed. That's what Sergeant a, York did. It was a constant, <laughs> constant. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, you'll appreciate this then, Rufus. The first year I was here, that uh, we moved in in the winter, right? So then later that spring or fall, I, um, I think it was the fall, yeah, I picked up all the rocks that had fallen, that were strewn all over the, the um, you know, what we call our front yard. And uh, <laughs> by spring, they were all back down there. <laughs> oh, yeah, popping <laughs> up out of there. They were falling from the mountain, and that, but they would continue to fall from the mountain. 
Boy, watch your head. You got to wear a helmet in in uh, Mitchell County. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, and you have to just you have to make peace with the rock. I remember one time uh, my, when my mother <clears throat> was alive. Uh, this fellow said, uh, "Miss Nell, I want to come pick up some some rocks." Well, you know, flat rocks are now very very uh, in in need. In vogue. Yeah. In vogue. Right. And this guy, Mama thought she was doing the best thing in the world. This guy looked load after load after load, selling them to the local stone dealer. And I was just thinking, my Lord, have mercy. Had I known that, I would have stopped Mama from letting that guy thieve all those rocks. Yeah. But the beautiful yeah. flat rocks on all the pastures in the mountains are very common. And farmers mm-hmm. used, used to couldn't stand them. Right. I mean, the plow would hit it. But now if you want to go have a fancy driveway or walkway in a garden, you want flat rocks. Yeah. Right. Like a lot of people make steps out of them up the mountains. Oh, yes. Sure. Aren't they slippery? Yes. How do you how do you overcome that when you're walking up steps? Well, you well you just wear tennis shoes <laughs> with great care. No. <laughs> with great care. Any any time in the winter time you're on any kind of slick surface in the mountains, you do it with great care. Well, that's true. Well, Melissa always told me, and she grew up on a dairy farm, and we'd ride through the mountains. She'd should say that those cows, uh, one one Short side legs. are shorter than the other. Oh yeah, definitely. So is that true with with you, you uh, talk humans, about humans uh, when you there? talk about terrace gardening? A herd of cattle <laughs> will make you a terrace garden real quickly. By the way, they circumvent around the mountain. They they make little pathways and it's right. like it looks like a terrace garden. It it does. Yeah, it really does. Mm-hmm. How about that? I've I've done the lazy man's terrace garden. <clears throat> Wait, and what is that? I, I, I terrace each plant. I don't. I haven't made terraces. Uh-huh. To make terraces in my mountainside is pretty steep. Maybe like a oh, like a nineteen percent grade, twenty percent grade. Um, I would have to bring in heavy equipment, and it would be expensive and messy. Do you have to wear well, cleats I, or something when you get on the mountain maybe, there? Do you have to wear cleats. Like, yeah. Well, I was just going to say I do wear my hiking uh, shoes. Yeah, uh, my hiking boots, and I take my hiking sticks with me when I garden. Good. And I hike up the mountain, and I I decide where I'm going to put my plants, and then I just terrace a little bit enough to make that plant. You know, to okay to put that plant in. Do you have any mountain laurel and rhododendron on your place? We have uh, some rhododendron uh, off to the. It's not technically it's our neighbors, you know, but neighboring woods around. But you know, the thing about the rhododendron is that when it's, well, they're wild, right? Of course, they're native, they're wild. And any, any wild uh, flower is always going to be a, little, a, a lot more diminutive than the things that we cultivate in our yard. And so by the time these, um, these flowers bloom, uh, for this, the bloom is much smaller than you are accustomed to seeing on a, on a rhododendron in your garden. Um, and... All the leaves have, you know, in the forest have leafed out. So you can't even see those things. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're, they just, like, vanish. The best time to enjoy the rhododendron in the mountains is now when there's no leaves on the tree. Yeah. All right, we're, uh, wow, we've already zipped through a half hour, and uh, Andrea Lane is with us from Mitchell County and Paul McKenzie from uh, the Extension Service and Vance and also Warren County, of course, Rufus. We'll be back. 
Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. All right, we're back on WPTF with the Weekend Gardener. Mike Rayleigh here along with Andrea Lane, our mountain correspondent. She's in Mitchell County this morning. Brother Rufus and Paul McKenzie, Cooperative Extension Service in uh, Warren and Vance County. And Paul is in Wendell. Paul just got back from how long in Hawaii dealing with a golf tournament there, Paul? Hey, Mike, Rufus, Andrea, Paul, how y'all doing? We're doing great. Good. Nice to call you from the same time zone. Yeah, I bet so. You got we were getting up at two o'clock and calling us. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh I, yeah, different temperature. Uh yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I was pleasantly surprised when I got home last Sunday and walked outside of RDU Air uh, the uh, terminal there and I had my sweatshirt ready to put back on and I didn't need it. Yeah. It was very nice. Well when we we got back, let's see, in 2015, we were at this time still in Hawaii. We were there through the Super Bowl, as a matter of fact, because I watched the Super Bowl the last day we were there. And <laughs> so we we came back to Atlanta, and it was sleeting and snowing in Atlanta. Yeah, great, huh? Yeah. So that was <laughs> – uh, and I, like an idiot, had uh, had – didn't take the day off the next day, so here I am getting in about uh, seven o'clock, and I had to I had to get up at three o'clock. Oh yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, and the time zone changes are pretty extreme there, so uh, that was really stupid. Yeah. Well, anyway, I just wanted to call and say hi, and thanks for taking my call when I was. Yeah. There. Well, thank <laughs> you for taking the time. You were the one that went to the trouble. We were we were always glad to take your call. Paul, I want to know if you uh, over there did you happen to see. Uh, we we call it the trumpet flower here. What what's that, uh, Andre? You can help me and Paul. What what's what's the real name for B? Starts with a B. The I call it the trumpet. It's a stalk with a trumpet on it. Uh, B something. I don't know. The but, only B over there I can think of is bougainvillea. Yeah, I mean, it's <clears> all over the place. Here they they grow. It's a stalk out of the ground. And grows about four feet tall. Well, in Maui before. When I was there last time, Paul, they had huge trees up 15, 20 feet tall with all these trumpet flowers on it, and it was absolutely beautiful. What, what, kind of, what kind of foliage did you deal with over there? Well, you know what? Um, actually, my friend Wes has one of those plants growing uh, right next to his patio, and yeah, they are beautiful flowers. The the thing that really amazed me, have you guys um, ever had any interactions with the uh, African tulip? African tulip? I'm drawing a blank on that one. It's a a tree, and it has these beautiful orange flowers on it, and these seed pods, and when they explode, they throw out these seeds that are, it's amazing, it's a little itty-bitty seed and about a postage stamp-sized piece of what looks like cellophane, like it came out of a shrink-wrap machine or something. And they just float everywhere. Hmm. Sometimes my friend said it Plants are amazing. Like yeah, they are. It, I, I bent down to pick one of these things up because I thought it was a piece of plastic, and I'm always picking up trash. And I realized, oh, my gosh, that's a seed. And it apparently it's very invasive. They're trying to get rid of them. Uh, somebody planted them because they were beautiful flowers, and now they just spread. 
And the, that cellophane, if it's the least bit wet, when it hits something, it'll just stick to it and start growing. Mm. What about angel's trumpet? That's it. Brugmansia. Brugmansia. Angel trumpet. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah. There's a beautiful flower. Beautiful flower. Yeah. I think that's something that we could grow as a, as a tropical plant here. It, it is. It is. Yeah. It is. Now, some some yeah, people are able to have them come back. But I've never known anyone to last over four or five times, four or five seasons. Yeah, you got to have really gorgeous. good mulch and yeah, just a lot of gorgeous. sun. But uh, in Maui, one time I was there, and the mountains were just covered with the, these huge tree-like root manias. What's that? And I just, I was just astounded. Well, so I don't know if everyone will ever get to go to Hawaii, Paul, but if I do. Uh, what public garden? I'm always whenever I go to a place, I want to know what's the best public garden to go to visit. Um, so, you, do you got a recommendation for me? Um, there's a botanical garden over on the Hilo side, just north of Hilo. That's the Big Island, where the yeah, the, on the Big Island, where the big and, volcano is. It's mm-hmm, active. Mm-hmm. Yep, two of them. Yeah, and uh, and that botanical garden has a lot of gullies, uh, gulches going through it with streams running. They were very dry when I was there. But it's really an amazing place. This gentleman and his wife bought this land, and it used to be like part of a dump. And mm. there was like rusted cars in there and all kinds of stuff. And they've spent 40 years with a lot of volunteers cleaning all that stuff up and making it into a beautiful, beautiful garden. That's amazing. It was really spectacular. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, quite an elevation change. You go like... From the parking lot, 500 feet elevation down to the sea level, and then back up the hill, and it's it's pretty steep and crazy, but it's very well manicured, very well taken care of, uh, nice walkways and railings and stuff like that. So, all right, I'll I would put, recommend I'll that. Pu- one. I'll put that on the list for sure. Yeah, you got to take the way to get over there first. Yeah, it's, gotta, uh, it's a magnificent place all yeah. the way around. Yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to check in, say hi, tell you guys I like you all. Uh, really enjoy the show always, and uh, hope you have a great day. So, are you planting your garden? I know you're quite a vegetable gardener. Uh, I am not planting. I have a little. Can- I mean, are you planting? Not planting, but planting. Yes, I'm planting. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I I'm getting going to go out to uh, uh, Camel Road Nursery and get some soil, put in my containers uh, one of these days soon, and you know, getting ready to start growing stuff again going to be fun yeah absolutely so you, you mostly container garden paul um i have six raised beds and then i have like 14 22 gallon containers all right now what's in. on your container gardening what's your position on like do you surely you don't completely replace the the potting mix or the container mix every year do you just try I, to refresh it or no actually i dump it out and and top off my raised beds with it Oh, okay. Oh, and, and then and I start, start fresh. Okay. That's a lot of work. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. J- yeah. Well, it is, but labor of love. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. That that is a good with container gardening and especially with tomatoes. That's a good disease management practice for sure. Andrea, when do they start vegetable gardens around your area for the spring? Oh boy. Um, well, that that uh, I know someone who's getting it started right now. Like. Some things like sugar snap peas. They, uh, yeah. Uh, she says, you know, if you don't start them in February, you know, uh, they won't be ready for market. If you're just doing it for yourself, 
Um, you can start later in March, but it's still very dicey. I mean, you know, we can have, you know, our, it's really not safe. You know, frost is not, it is a, and a possibility, a, a real possibility until Mother's Day. Wow. So it's hard. Yeah, I bet it is. <laughs> and last year I, I planted um, uh, uh, red peppers because I, I love red peppers and they're, they're so expensive in the store. So I'm like, I'm going to plant. And you know, I'm not really a vegetable gardener. I'm more an ornamental gardener. So I, you know, but I do my research and I follow instructions to a T and I'm a master gardener, right? I can handle this. That's right. So, of course, they start all turning red, like in September, you know, October. I mean, it was really late. And I had put them out. I started to put them from seed indoors and, uh, you know, put them out later. And, you know... Lo and behold, you know, it's just it's something that's really hard to grow here because they need, a, you know, very hot soil um, and, and hotter temperatures than we get here. Now, we, it gets hot here, but it doesn't last. Just like in Durham, it gets cold, but it doesn't last. Yeah, <laughs> true. So, very true. So, okay. yeah, so I'm learning, I'm relearning how to garden. <laughs> well, Paul, thank you very much, my friend, and um, we'll talk to you later. Okay. Great. great. Have a great day. <clears throat> Let's talk to and Rose Rhodes is with us, who uh, has, who wrote the book several years ago, uh, Plant Propagation, a Primer. Rose, you haven't called us in a long time, so well, I guess I've back in the fall. <laughs> Where you been? Just doing my own thing. <laughs> well, we're part of your, your thing, too, aren't we? You are. <laughs> Now, I had some health problems, so I've just been trying oh, to overcome that, and oh, I've overcome it. Good gracious. Well, I'm glad <laughs> glad you're better and, and glad you're calling. That makes us feel better. Yeah, I don't have time for health problems. <laughs> no, of course you don't. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> but I called about that. That's the attitude. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she said that's a great attitude, Rose. <laughs> well, that's the way you survive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So when the doctor told me I had cancer, and he, he called it um, mag. Uh, Hello, dysplasia. The only thing I said was, how do you spell it? (laughs) I just accept what comes my way. Yeah. But that's another story. Yeah. But I wondered, you were talking about the Brugmansia. I have one that's an orange one, and it reseeded in my yard, and it is pink. Uh Uh-oh. Good gracious. Oh, a pale I'm. I have some of those rooted on the front porch. Are you doing an angel trumpet? Yeah. Uh Oh, wow. In that, I bet that's beautiful. Yes, it is really different. Well, it, 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 obviously, it lasted over. I, I, I thought they came from tubers. I didn't know they'd seed like that. You're telling me something. That's well, it had, it's, yeah, it did. I didn't plant it. And mine, you're talking about they're short lived. I've probably had mine for 15 years or more. Yeah, you can buy angel trumpet wow. seeds on, on uh, Amazon. Yeah. Well, and if they're reseeding. Is it in a pot, Rose? No, it's in the ground. Uh, I'll be dogged. I've never had any luck with, with that. So maybe I'll save some seed next year and see this year and see what happens. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm looking at uh, boy. There, there's some there's an Ecuador pink that's okay. really beautiful, and there's uh, there's an orange one and a yellow one and white. There's a couple of different shades of yellow, really, kind of a yellow orange. Yeah, mine is mostly orange. Wow. But, yeah, you need to get into that business, Rufus. Well, uh, my problem was I didn't mulch them heavily. Yeah, I, they do I, need they, protection from the cold. 
They need sunlight, but they need protection from the cold. But they, and I, know, really, I know good and well they won't last through the winter in a pot. Hmm. That just that won't work. No. No. But if you treat them as an annual, they're, they're such a beautiful, magnificent, mysterious plant. I know. And that, uh, what color did you say you had, Rose? Mine, is, mine was orange, but I, it, it receded into a pink. Yeah. That's, That's amazing. amazing. Yeah, it is amazing. I wonder, Rufus, if it would last in a pot if you insulated the pot somehow. Like, uh, yeah, well, it could be. Uh, I've tried bringing it inside, and it just gets to be an ugly mess inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, you leave it on the stove. I, at one time, I had the, <laughs> the yellow, the pink, and the white, and that was just such a beautiful combination. Oh, so you have been in the business before. Oh, yes. <clears throat> yes. I, I should have known. Well, the, the NC State Plants Database has it hardy down to 7B, B as in boys. And we're not B. in 7B anymore. We're in we're – in, where are we in 8A in, yeah, it's, in this it's area? Yeah, it's all shifted, yeah. Of course, I don't know way up north there where you are in Henderson. It may I, be. I think we're still in still 7B. Still 7B. But, um, it, although it it does on the database, it does say there's there's seven species of of this plant. So it might be that some of them are more, you know, tropical. Um, but it does look like it's potentially viable as, as a, you know, as a mm-hmm. perennial. Um or, or as in the case of um, uh, a taller uh, reseeding itself, um, but also having that sheltered area. You know, you've got all these microclimates in your yard, and if you got up up against a southern-facing wall, you know, where it stays a little warmer, um, something like that, or, or, or insulating the pot. Yeah. Now, Rose, uh, next January is the 40th anniversary of the Weekend Gardener around the 20th, whatever Saturday that is. We're going to have to figure out a way to uh, get you up here for that show. Well, thank you. You I don't know how we're going to do it. If anybody's listening that knows Rose, I want to make sure y'all, and you're welcome too, bring bring Rose. I don't know. Your daughter's uh, out in... Out oh, on the West Coast, isn't she? She's in New Mexico she? now. Oh, she's in New Mexico. Yeah, she yeah. loves it. <laughs> yeah, I bet so. <clears throat> but so, one thing, I wanted to ask you a question. I have the lichens on an azalea, and I know that will kill those branches. Could I cut that back now or wait until March? Are you talking about lichen? Right, like the, yeah. Yeah, actually, you know, that's not actually harmful to the... It the, is, it will, it does kill my branches. Really? Yeah, on the azalea. So I know all it started dying back. So I have got to. I think I could cut it to the ground, almost to the ground, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I bet. You, I bet you might have some other issue that's causing the decline, like a root rot, because um, the lichen is really not harmful to plants. It's Does just it what. Uh, I, I wonder if you might have a root rot issue or something like that, because the lichen should not be harmful. Um, so you've probably got some other issue that's causing the azaleas to decline. Yeah, I'm looking at uh, Walter Reeves from from down in Atlanta. He's a well-known uh, garden writer, and he says lichens are totally harmless and in no way responsible for poor health of any tree or shrub. They are simply indicators of infirm health of the plant. Now, woody plant loses vigor. The number and size of its leaves gradually decreases and uh, that allows more sunlight in the trunk and branches. So, well, there's something in there before the lichen comes then. Yeah, something what, else made what, it slow what, down. So you say 
is um, you say root rot or could be what other rot. what other possibilities are there? Um, root rot would probably be my primary suspect. You know, the simplest thing to try is probably if you want to cut them back and then uh, put out some kind of good quality slow release fertilizer in the spring and just see if you can kind of reinvigorate them. Um, I mean, if they're dying back, you don't have much to lose. Yeah, that's true. Um, but but you might well get them to kind of reinvigorate that way. Just um, cut them back and then uh, get some fertilizer on them to hopefully maybe give them a boost and see if they don't get reinvigorated. Do, do you think I could cut them back now? Um, it's probably a little bit earlier, early to do that. I'd probably wait until late February. Okay. Now, of course, keep in mind, if you cut, if you cut azaleas back, it's going to be a while before they, you won't see blooms this year. Yeah. And it's going to take them a while to grow. But, but if they're, if they're declining, then I'd probably go ahead and make that trade off. (laughs) Well, it's really old. It's one of those re-bloomers. Right. And they're very shallow rooted and. Can, and know. if they continue to decline, then it's more likely that root rot issue. Mm-hmm. Okay. Rose, I have I have some azaleas that with with the home. The home was built in 1921. <laughs> some azaleas still there, and a couple times one of them would get in decline, and I have cut them all the way to the ground before, and it, it breaks your heart, and you think, okay, but then as time goes on, and you and we all age, and they age. They're back where they were. Uh, have you had lichens on them? I've had lichens on uh, mainly on on crepe myrtles. Huh. They don't bother my crepe myrtle, but they sure have that azalea. Now, it, it scares you when you see it. It looks bad. <laughs> of course, the, the lichens can keep them from blooming. So they okay. can go out there and kill that bloom. Well, you gave me the answer, Rufus. I can just cut it back. Absolutely. All the way to the ground. I don't, don't say, okay, I want to go six inches. Go to the ground. Okay, I'm gonna take your advice. Now, Rose, you're gonna you're gonna have to put us on your list to call us a little more often. Well, thank you. Because <laughs> we we like that. hearing from you. I love your program, and I think I love y'all. Well, we love you too, and you take care of yourself. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Have Bye. a great day. Bye. <clears throat> yeah, it's too chilly this morning to get out and cut off those lichens. <laughs> so, Mike, where does Rose live now? She's in Princeton. In in uh, Johnston, Johnston it's yeah. almost in Wayne County. Okay. Yeah, that's a home of Johnny Hood, who was uh, one of the great announcers here. So, uh, Princeton. Yeah, I've I've ridden through Princeton. I haven't stopped. And there used to be uh, what what was uh, Lolita? Miss Powell. Miss Powell. <clears throat> Powell's yeah. Powell's daylily garden. She had daylilies and uh, irises. I have some of. Uh, are things in my yard to this day. She mm. she was just, uh, and all of that's going as a parking lot now. Mm. Yep. Her home and everything, it was I never, sold. never could understand. And it just, uh, it was. I'm sure it broke the heart of her family, but they had to sell it. And so, but uh, Lolita Powell, I think was her name. Right. And uh, yeah, she was an institution. All right, 919-860-9783. More of the Weekend Gardener coming up. 